why Russia's alliance with China is improbable but not impossible. Tensions between the United States and China have not decreased with the election of the new U.S. President Joe Biden. There has been the recent rejuvenation of the quadrilateral security dialogue between the U.S., India, Japan, and Australia. The latest round of talks held in Anchorage, Alaska, between China and the U.S. has turned into a public finger-pointing game. President Joe Biden seems also determined to maintain a hard line on Russia. In a recent interview, he characterized President Vladimir Putin as a killer. By contrast, the relationship between Russia and China has grown stronger during the last years. Quote, the relationship between China and Russia is getting stronger by the hour. To ascertain that this is the case, one needs to look no further than Xi Jinping's and Vladimir Putin's calendar of visits. China was the first country that Putin visited after being inaugurated for a third presidential term in May 2012. She returned the favor in 2013. The two have met about 30 times and show no sign of developing fatigue from seeing each other. Putin has referred to Xi as my dear friend and my good long-time friend. She is even more complimentary. He is my best and bosom friend. I cherish dearly our deep friendship, she said of Putin in June 2019. End quote. In this context, the topic of a possible military alliance between China and Russia to counter the U.S. position is particularly relevant. The report we are covering today has been written by Simon Saragian and published by the Foundation for Strategic Research. Saragian is the founder and director of the Russia Matters Project at the Harvard Kennedy School's Belfer Center for Science and International Affairs. He examines the topic of a military alliance between China and Russia through several questions. What constitutes a military alliance? What kind of alliances are possible? What are the drivers between military alliances? Does a military alliance currently exist between China and Russia? If not, why? And could one emerge in the future? Let's start with question one. What constitutes a military alliance? The author reviews the theoretical literature around military alliances from thinkers such as Hans J. Morgenthau, George Liska, Stephen Walt, Kenneth Waltz, and others. Those thinkers can be grouped into two camps. Quote, one group defines an alliance as a formal association while the other group, which is less numerous than the first, does not view a formal treaty as a necessary condition for the formation and existence of an alliance. End quote. The author combines these two positions into the following definition. Quote, an alliance is a formal or informal arrangement in accordance with which states commit. One, to refrain from aggression against each other and two, to render military and security assistance to each other in case of aggression by a third country or alliance against one or both of them." End quote. Question 2. What kind of alliances are possible? An alliance can take several forms. For Hans Morgenthau, alliances can be mutual or one-sided, general or limited, temporary or permanent, operative or inoperative. For Glenn Snyder, alliances constitute a subset of the broader and more basic phenomenon called alignment. Quote, a set of mutual expectations between two or more states that they will have each other's support in disputes or wars with particular other states. End quote. Thomas Wilkins defines alignment as expectations of states about whether they will be supported or opposed by other states in future interactions and as a state of shared agreement or accord on one or more significant issues. Wilkins and Snyder distinguish the following types of alignments, alliances, coalitions of the willing, security communities and strategic partnerships, intenti, concert and non-aggression pact. Question 3. What are the drivers behind military alliances? Military alliances have been explained through four main ideas. The balance of power theory, the balance of threat theory, 
the convergence of national interests, the convergence of values, the author explains that there are two required conditions for a military alliance to be created. The participants should believe that the alliance is necessary to 1. Reduce imminent grave threats. 2. Hedge against potential future threats. Question 4. Does a military alliance currently exist between China and Russia? As mentioned earlier, for the author, we can qualify something as alliance only if the two following conditions are met. 1. The participating states commit to refrain from aggression against each other. 2. They also commit to render military and security assistance to each other in case of aggression by a third country or alliance against one or both of them. The report concludes that China and Russia do not meet those criteria today, so a military alliance between the two does not exist. Quote, as Walt has found, nations can be in an alliance with each other even if that commitment is informal, but it has to be credible, as is the case with the U.S. and Israel. It has to be credible not only in the eyes of the allied powers, but also other states, including those that are threatening one or more members of that alliance. For instance, in the case of the U.S. and Israel, there is hardly any doubt in either these or other countries that Washington and Tel Aviv will come to each other's aid in case of aggression. Therefore, theirs is, to borrow the unnamed former Russian security officials' contestable language on Russian-Chinese relations, a functional military alliance. In contrast, while one might say with some degree of confidence that Russia and China are in a de facto non-aggression pact, which is one of the conditions of this article's definition of an alliance, one cannot be sure when it comes to the second condition, which is that Russia and China will render military and security assistance to each other in case of an aggression by a third country against either or both of them. Therefore, their relations fall short of this article's criterion for an alliance. End quote. Question 5. Why is there no Sino-Russian alliance currently? The author mentions three reasons that explain the absence of an alliance today. Reason 1. The absence of undeterrable threats. This is, by far, the most important reason. Both China and Russia think they can cope with any external threat on their own. They are both vast nuclear states, with large land, navy, and air forces. They are in the mutually assured destruction club. Reason 2. The uncertainty that each will continue impacting the other positively in the future. This represents the concern that the costs of an even closer relationship may exceed the benefits. As the author puts it, quote, This constitutes one factor why Russia, and China would probably remain in what then Kremlin aide Vladislav Surkov has recently described as strategic solitude. End quote. From Russia's standpoint, while the relations with China are overall pretty good, especially on the economic front, there are concerns about the territorial integrity of the eastern part of the Russian Federation. Quote 1. As in other countries, Russian generals have to plan for worst-case scenarios, and some of these future-oriented scenarios entail a potential conflict somewhere along the 2,500 miles Russian-Chinese border once described by Henry Kissinger as a strategic nightmare for Moscow, end quote. Quote two, for instance, in 2009, a reporter for the Defense Ministry's Krasnaya Zvezda newspaper pointed out to Russia's then-chief of the general staff, General Nikolai Makarov, that a slide in the commander's presentation showed NATO and China to be the most dangerous of our geopolitical rivals. End quote. Quote 3. While the steps Russia has taken, including demarcation of the border, have greatly reduced the probability of an overt armed conflict with China, they have not eliminated the possibility entirely. After all, many in China still remember which country used to control the lands now making up Russia's far eastern province. Though before considering any conflict with Russia, China will probably want to regain Taiwan and establish its dominance in Southeast Asia. End quote. Quote 4. 
Going forward, there has been some concern expressed in Russia that the threat to the first interest, preventing secession, may eventually come from China itself in the form of soft annexation of the underdeveloped, sparsely populated Russian territories bordering China. Back in 1998, then-director of the Federal Border Service, Nikolai Borduza, warned that Russia might lose swathes of land in its Far East if the steady flow of illegal immigrants from China is not stopped. He was echoed by General Ivan Fedotov, chief of the service's immigration directorate. Another 22-30 years of such expansion and the Chinese will become the majority. This may lead to territorial losses, he said. More recently, in August 2012, Russian Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev warned that the Far East is located far away and, unfortunately, we don't have many people there and must protect it from the excessive expansion of people from neighboring countries, end quote. With the economic expansion of China in Central Asia through the Belt and Road Initiative, Russia also fears in the long term to lose the influence it currently has in former Soviet republics such as Kazakhstan and Turkmenistan. China considers also the relationship with Moscow a positive one. Russia has generally supported Beijing on issues of territorial integrity regarding Xinjiang, Tibet, Hong Kong, Taiwan, and the South China Sea. On the other side, Russia continues to be a major military provider to some of China's rivals, such as India. The support Russia brought to several secessionist initiatives in South Ossetia, Abkhazia, Crimea, etc. is also a subject of concern for the Chinese government. Reason 3. Disparities between China and Russia Finally, there are huge disparities in strength between China and Russia. China has almost 10 times the population of Russia and its economy is way bigger and growing much faster. The gap between the two powers will probably keep widening in the coming decades. Those facts would position Russia as the junior partner in an alliance between the two, which is something Russia is not interested in. Quote, that makes it difficult for Russia to be anything but a junior partner in such an alliance, which is something that Moscow remains averse to given its desire to continue to play what its foreign policy doctrine describes as the unique role Russia has played for centuries as a counterbalance in international affairs. Per that doctrine, Russia strives to be an indispensable nation which can not only play an important role in countering emergent global hegemons, but without which no major global issue is resolved. End quote. Question 6. Can an alliance emerge in the future? The author concludes that an alliance between China and Russia is possible in the future, although unlikely. Quote, For the scenario in which Russia and China align to balance a U.S. threat to materialize, two, conditions need to be present. First, Russia's ability to single-handedly deter the U.S. and NATO would have to come into doubt, while its relations with the West would have to remain as bad as today or become even more adversarial. Second, China's ability to single-handedly deter the U.S. and NATO would have to come into doubt, while its relations with the West would have to become adversarial. For scenario to, to materialize, and, therefore, for Russia to bandwagon with China, to conditions would need to be present. First, Russia would need to feel threatened both by the U.S. and China, but less by China than by the U.S., so much that it would abandon its position that it will not be a junior partner in any alliance. Second, China would have to abandon its opposition to forming alliances and accept the costs which it will incur as a result of allowing Russia to bandwagon with it. Emergence of either of these, two sets of conditions is unlikely, but not impossible in the near future. Therefore, the formation of an alliance between Russia and China in the future is also improbable, at least in the short to medium term, but not impossible. End quote. Now, after reading the author's conclusion, we wonder, what developments could erase Russia's or China's ability to single-handedly deter the U.S. and NATO? Thank you for listening. 
Dies was, why Russia's alliance with China is improbable, but not impossible, summarized and read by Comogram, 